Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Health Coach Lou, and you're listening to the Smart Talk Podcast. You're going to hear specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and right-on-time health and wellness conversations. Enjoy. Hey everybody, this is your boy Health Coach Lou, and welcome back to the Smart Talk Podcast. I'm very excited for my guest today. He is the co-owner of Tri Fitness Gym in Clear Lake, Texas. Uh, it's a unique small group of functional um, age fitness coaching gym uh, focused on 50 plus population. It is Jake Tryon. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for being on. Thank you for having me, Corey. I'm excited. Yes. So um, before we started the podcast, I told you I had a story about how we first connected. So I don't know if you remember, um, we were on Google Plus and there was a group on there for like for people who wanted to connect with other people wanting to start a business. I forgot what the name of the group was, but you emailed me and you're like, and you're like, hey, I got this great business idea. I would love to talk to you. Now, at the time, before you sent me that message, I had maybe 20 people from India message me. Spam. Just spam. So, in my mind, I'm like, this dude's not real. <laughs> like, I'm like, is, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not even going to touch this. So, what I did was, you know, like anybody, I went on. I went on LinkedIn. I searched your name. Like, okay, he's real. Okay, he's there. He's there. Um, but at the time, I was kind of, I was, I was kind of done with Google Plus, and I wasn't using it. And we've been connected on LinkedIn ever since. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I do kind of remember actually reaching out to quite a few people. It's um, kind of my, <laughs> MO. yeah. I mean, that's my mo trying to just say, hey, you know, I, I love collaborating. Connections, one of my secrets. So that's awesome. Right, yeah. right. I do not remember that exact story, but that does not surprise me one bit. Dude, this was years ago. I want to say this was like 2011, 2012. Yeah, that's when I really started grinding hard. Yeah, I don't even know why I remember that random story, but I do. I do. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's there. Well, well, hey, man, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you because um, I think – especially now during all of the coronavirus, you know, stuff going on, you work with a population that is highly affected by all of this. So, Correct. you know, kind of tell us, you know, what, what, what are you doing? Or how are your, how are your sessions? You know, how are you, how are you handling all this stuff right now? So as a business, we pretty much pivoted 100%. We were already small group coaching specific, so we never have more than eight people coaching inside of our gym at one time. That's members and coaches. We have a oh, one right to four on. coach to client ratio, so we keep small groups. So the the social distancing wasn't necessarily a big concern for us. It was uh, the cleanliness as well. We we very much a clean gym that's a huge part of what uh, having been active duty military for 13 plus years it, <laughs> and, um, it's ingrained in me to you know white cloth clean everything right right so, so you was, were almost kind of prepared before everything happened we were honestly and that was really kind of surprising I, I it took me back for a second whenever we ended up getting 
shut down and I was really kind of soul searching to find the right way as a leader and a leader of my team, a leader of my community. Um, I don't like to just jump on things without absorbing them and really fine tuning uh, what it is that I'm feeling, what it is that I'm thinking. So whenever I communicate, I communicate clearly with a full understanding of what I'm saying. So I stepped back and was trying to really see uh, how we can make this uh, the best possible situation that and, you know, as, as we could, like everybody, I believe, was trying to do as much as possible, especially in, in the fitness industry. Yeah. It was, we were hit hard. And our actual coaching philosophies are caring, connecting, and coaching. So we truly connect with every one of our clients on a deep personal level. We understand their health history. We keep pretty close eye on blood pressure and O2. And uh, we didn't, ne we weren't necessarily checking for fever prior to this, but we, we are when we open back up. Um, but everything was understood of where these people's health history was and where there, if something were to happen, we would honestly probably be the front line to know it. Um, and that's right. as a health coach, as you know, Corey, uh, and a lot of what we do is the same thing. We're, we're with, our members almost daily when a doctor might see them every six months. And yeah, that it gives us an ability to really be a advocate for them and communicate with them on a deeper level to hopefully help them to get past this. So for COVID-19 in general, it, it was really kind of a back and forth of understanding what I needed to do as a business leader, but then what did I need to c communicate to my demographic, like you said, who are the most at risk for contracting and, and actually perishing because of COVID-19, I wanted to let them know that, hey, we're here for you in the most safe and prepared way possible. I decided quickly that we were going to shut our doors just because mm -hmm. I didn't want to put at risk that anybody. And we didn't know enough to try to act upon anything. And that was my best option was to say, okay, look, I'm going to shut the doors until I get a better understanding of where we are. And then if we feel like we have a way to come back into this safer, we will. And right. it, it, is, it, it paid off. And so, you know, talking about this demographic, we've, um, you know, this is my passion. This is something that I've delved into, um, like you were mentioning, since really, really deeply since 2011, 2012, and their age is only one part of the equation. And ageism is a real thing, unfortunately. And right. uh, it is. they are definitely the highest risk. I, I definitely understand that. But average is one thing and, you know, not being average is another. And I tell all of my clients, like, do you wake up every day and look in the mirror and say, I want to be average? Right. <laughs> I don't think so. Right. So, yeah. I'm as much of a fitness coach and a, and a you know health coach as I am an advocate for for this demographic. Right. And do you feel do you feel that this whole um the whole coronavirus uh situation kind of lit do you feel like it, it motivated your clients a lot more because you know in it kind of put a spotlight on your your well-being or your health? Do you feel like it kind of motivated them more to want to get back and, and, and do more or did it, or was there some fear there? You know, how do you feel like that, um, their reaction was to this? 
Well, I think there's both sides of the story. I think some of my clients were definitely like, I want to work out more so I can boost my immune system. And then right. other clients were, okay, I'm going to avoid the gym as much as possible just to not have to face the virus. So I think there there was a, a good balance between the two. But the the big picture item is you still are eventually going to have to live your life. Right. Right. And that means we need to see how we can best maintain a strong and stable immune system. So when you are faced with this virus, which there's a very high chance you will at some point at least have to, your body will at least have to fight it off, whether you know that or not, we want to make sure that we're doing our best to help your immune system maintain its ability to fight. Absolutely. And you, you know, I, I think it's very, I think it's so important what, what you're doing with not only the physical fitness side of things, but tackling, there's, there's, there's more to well-being than just physical activity. Um, kind of, you know, kind of tell me, you know, what, and I kind of already have a feeling you're already kind of doing some of these things, but do you feel like, um, outside of the physical activity part? Um, and the, you know, the nutrition aspect of it, how much more of it is, you know, talking about, you know, their, their sleep or, you know, building, I know you're already building great relationships, but what about sleep or, you know, um, supplements, things like that? Do you guys have those conversations? Definitely we do. And and we don't prescribe anything or I don't give them exact, you know, take this or take that. I, I give them just general overviews of what, we, we are seeing as a nation things that we're facing overall, where we have some major deficiencies um, when speaking specifically to vitamins and minerals as such. I don't necessarily say supplements, but more vitamins and minerals that may you may or may right. not have um, enough of in your diet. So we'll discuss some of that. I'll do presentations and I'll hit the big picture items and definitely talk about stress. That's a big thing because that's honestly stress is a silent killer and that's what's causing a lot of issues and a lot of concerns. Mm -hmm. And try fitness is try because it's mind, body, soul. And I take the full human being into consideration whenever we sit down to have our initial assessment. We take about two hours to onboard our clients. And oh, the, right the actual physical aspect of it and the movement aspect of it literally takes about 45 minutes. The rest of it is just digging into the intrinsic factors that they're facing. What are the things that we can connect with that we can help them to maintain that habit, to maintain that relationship with fitness and that relationship with movement. That's going to keep them wanting to come back. Uh, the main thing that yes. we understand is if they don't walk through the doors, we can't help them. Yeah. You know, I used to tell people a lot, you know, the, the, the hardest part or the first step is just getting to the parking parking lot. You, you did that. I just, just come in and let's, let's, let's get to work. There's there's been a common theme, Jake, with a lot of a lot of trainers that I've spoken with so far, even myself as as a clinical health coach, and it's the the common thing I'm hearing is you guys are spending or we are spending more time trying to figure out what is the real reason why you're here, like you know when I, when I'm seeing a, a client and I ask them you know how can I help them they're like you know I want to you know, I want to lose a couple pounds and, you know, that's for anybody else that might've been a good answer, but you, you got to get down 
in the dirt with them to figure out what it is. And I, what I've noticed that a lot of good coaches do that. They, they put aside the time to really figure out what is going on. And I really believe that clients appreciate that. And those have been some of my best clients, the ones that I've been able to open up a lot more and get down to the, the real problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying their weight loss or their diabetes isn't the real problem, but what's causing you to have that, that snack at night that, you know, you know, you shouldn't have candy because you raise your blood sugar. And I think, I mean, you hit it right there on the head and, and I created a, what I call the mindset muscle manual. And it's a 52 week self-discovery journey where I put just one term at the top of the page and it's either a mind, body, soul specific type term, and it might be strength. And I might be talking about spiritual strength. And I might ask, what is it that you've gone through in your life that let you know you're more capable than you ever thought you were? And I'll say, you know, I'll ask them that and I'll say, you know, tell me how this situation was different from another situation that you might have faced in the past. And those types of things help us to understand and put the spotlight on some of those areas of our day to day life that we may not necessarily take the time for uh, giving that kind of introspective approach to it. And that's there's no mirrors in my gym, not one. So I truly believe that you can't see health in a mirror and body image has really put a black eye on the fitness industry in my my mind. And, and and so many people are, have this kind of warped view of what a gym is or this warped view or what a fitness center should be. And that's why only 9% of our country, according to 2018 stats used a gym membership regularly. And that's yeah, 91% I, I of our nation. Yeah, that that's that is a problem. That is a huge huge problem that we must come together you as a clinical health, clinical health coach, me as a fitness professional and business owner. We've all got to work together to show people that it's about quality of life. It's about being an optimal being. It's about living a full fulfilling, balanced and happy and fun and energetic life. It's not about trying to be ready for Tuesday, you know, or be ready for the weekend or be ready for the next, you know, summer body. My clients lose weight. My clients look good. You know how much time we spend talking about that? Very little. Right. Because that's not, that's not what it's about. And I tell, I tell my, I tell my patients, Jake, I tell them, I, so I see, I see a lot of patients that suffer from not only, you know, chronic disease, but illness, like, you know, mental illness, I see a lot of mentally, you know, just, you know, depression or, you know, whatever you, you can think of. And we don't even step on the scale. They will ask, oh, are we going to, are you going to weigh me? I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to weigh you because the things we're going to put in place, the weight is going to come off. If we, if we figure out what's going on, you know what I mean? And how we can set up a plan to get you to be successful there is no doubt in my mind that the weight is going to go off, come off. But if I'm constantly checking your weight and you're seeing that it goes, it's down one pound one week. And then the next two weeks I see you, um, you gained a half a pound. And you know, like that, that mental stress of what's the scale, what's the scale. When one day you saw me at nine o'clock in the morning and then the next month you saw me at two in the afternoon. And there's so many factors like it's, it's, 
I'm, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna weigh you right now. Right. Let's figure some things out first. So now you're bringing in when you start to think about just the weight, or you start to think about just trying to meet this certain body image. You bring in so many emotions that they've carried with them over the years that they've yeah. built up on themselves. So they're they're judging themselves the entire time instead of truly focused in on what do I do while I'm here. And that's the thing that we focus in on. We really try to do mindful movement. That's a big approach we try to get into with our clients. I need you to think about the muscle we're working. And I need you to think about all of the cues that I've taught you so we can make sure that we're not just coming in here to get through a workout. We're trying to improve our movement patterns and get out of that habit of thinking, okay, I'm just going to push through this so I can get to the body image that's going to make me feel better because it, it's a pretty much a dead end road that's going to lead you right back to where you were. I, I can tell right. you right now, today, I got an email from a client, a former client who I've worked with very close. And we, we literally probably haven't trained together in three years, but she reaches out and she emails me and says, Hey, you know, I'm at a place where I need some help and I need to go hard. And she you know, literally says, I need to go biggest loser hard. And I, mm. I you know, and, and so I read the email, I went through and, you know, like I said, I took my time and thought about what I needed to say. And I reached out and I said, okay, I understand where you're coming from. I've, you know, coached a lot of people through this stuff. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to help you. But we have to take it to a long, holistic approach that's going to allow us to maintain these habits. We have to learn what our body needs. We have to learn what our mind needs to be able to come through the door consistently. And if you're willing to do this, I'm willing to fight with you. If you're willing to fight for you and we can get in the trenches and we can go after it. I told her I need 90 days to 180 days and we can do this. I promise you it will happen. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I told her, you know, hey, we're, we're going to do this together. This is a team effort. And she wrote back and said, oh, my God, thank you so much for saying that. And I understand what you're saying and I'm willing to fight. And, and that's all it takes is being honest. Right. If I know I can do something for you a specific way, I'm not going to try to just meet every need that you have. I'm going to help you where I know I can. And I think that's right. that's an important part of coaching because the fitness industry is very much so ego driven in a lot of ways. And we have to get out of that. We have to think about the person in front of us, not about ourselves. And I yes, tell all of my coaches. Is... Yeah. No, huge. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I tell all of my coaches that it isn't about you. I want you to be the best coach you can possibly be, but you're here for them. When they're in front of you, you're trying to absorb as much information. You're trying to help them feel as good as possible. You're trying to connect them with what they need not trying to worry about what your overall aspect of how am I coaching? Am I doing good enough? Or like get out of that situation. You're here. They're here. We're working together and you're a team. So you help them to find those steps to get better. And it really does help coaches as well to get out of their own head or think, am I good enough? Do I have enough certifications? Do I have enough knowledge to, to be this person's help? And you do, if they're there, they've, they've, they're there to get help. So whatever you're doing for them, as long as you're taking a professional approach and you're doing it from uh, basically a, a place of love is the way that we do it at Tri Fitness, it's going to come out in, mm -hmm. in a good light in the long run. I think all new trainers should be required to be to shadow or have a more seasoned trainer like yourself watch them first. Here, here, here's, a, here's a real story. This is this really happened. 
I have a friend of mine. He's 72 years old, right? He he's a roofer. He wanted to get stronger because you know he's been he's been roofing forever. He's like, man, I'm sorry, I want I just want to get stronger. Um, so he went to his local Anytime Fitness and he got a trainer. Young guy, fresh out of his certification. So I, I saw him like in a couple weeks. I said, like, how's your, you know, how's your training going? And he's like, Corey, I'm not going anymore. This guy was killing me. Kill, like he showed me a video of what he had him doing. Now, mind you, like I get when you're at the gym, go work. You, you got to work. But he was having him go through like <laughs> NFL combine type things at like there, there was just it was just from zero to 100. Yeah, like, and, this, is, this is a seventy-plus-year-old man, and I tried my best to put information out that I think will uplift trainers who might be in that position of not knowing. That's my overall thought process, and I mm-hmm. do think that fitness industry is broken. I, I've been very honest about that. I've created videos about it, and it's broken in in multiple levels. And first and foremost, it's hard. It is hard to be a fitness <laughs> professional as a profession. You don't make much money. It You're is. working literally, I mean, you work from five in the morning till nine, 10 o'clock at night. And you're giving the human being in front of you, if it, if you're even doing group classes, you're the one doing the workouts as well, everything you have. And it's hard to maintain. And I think that is a, a big reason why we don't have a lot of really good seasoned coaches out there. And that's one of my missions is with my brand is to bring people on that I know are passionate about it and, and need a little bit of business support, need a little bit of guidance and to say, look, I'm going to help you walk this path. I'm going to give you some of the tips and tools that I've learned from a place of love and a place of support, not to show you how smart I am or show you how good I am at what I'm doing, but I know our society needs it. And especially this 50 plus demographic. And we say another thing at Tri Fitness and I've got a lot of little things, but we heal you. We don't kill you. And that's important because we want the body to heal your movement pattern should bring your body back to the young and, and, you know, vibrant and excited and energetic body that you had before. And I'm not saying that you need to be younger by any means. I love the fact that I have so much knowledge of where I'm at in my own path, but physiologically exercise truly is the fountain of youth. Movement is the fountain of youth. You can read every study and I could, give you a thousand different studies right now that basically state that exact thing. The one thing that can reverse many of the processes that occur in a body that is not in motion is exercise will truly reverse those things. And not to say we won't face diseases and we won't have, you know, certain breakdown of mitochondria and and even our DNA somewhat trying to break down, but the people that stay active and maintain healthy relationships and manage their stress and sleep enough and have adequate nutrition don't have nearly the same issues in the long run that other folks who don't do those things do. Yeah. And you know, it, it's as simple that, as it's quality of life. That's, that's what I was going to get at. The quality of life yes. is so much better for yeah. those people. Yeah. I remember commenting on a post you did on LinkedIn a few weeks ago you know, a body in motion stays in motion and it's so simple and it's so true. I mean, and there are real life examples of that. I can show you somebody who is 50 plus, who's active, who's mobile, who is responsible, how they, with their eating habits. And I can show you someone who is the exact same age that does the exact polar opposite 
and is is feels old. Like we're gonna get older, but we don't have to feel old. You exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly. I I have is, a, yeah. A, my oldest client that comes through my doors two days a week now is ninety. She drives herself. She comes wow. in on her own, and she does Good not enjoy her. exercise, but she does it because she knows she needs it. <laughs> She'll tell us that. I don't really like this. It does help that there's some cute guys in here. It helps that her daughter works out in there. And, you know, that's what she'll tell us. And I'm like, you know what? As long as you come through those doors, I am a happy man. And I mean it. If she comes through our doors, I can help her. And that's all I ask. You know, I've got another client who's 88. She's been through a lot. And every day I ask her, you know, what are we going to do today? And she knows we're just going to do our best. And that's all I ask. That's all I ask. We're not in there to try to prove ourselves. We're trying to improve ourselves hey you know life isn't about hitting prs it might have been when you were 20 you know 24 um or maybe older but i mean as you get older you know my you know my prs kind of change like you know like now in, in my fitness journey you know at one point in time it was all about hitting that deadlift or hitting that bench press or squat or whatever it was that my ego wanted me to go in there with my hoodie on, be heavy and loud, right? But now it's like, hey, I'm trying to save my knees so I can I can walk and run when I'm 45, 50. You know, I want to still be able to do some stuff when I get older and my kids are out of the house and I want to be active. So, you know, my my fitness journey and my my PRs are still there. They're just different. It's just different. Exactly. And I think especially as a professional who is offering services to a demographic that is coming into, you know, all right, I'm going to give you my hard earned money. I'm going to give you, you know, my most precious resource, my time. I need you to be there for me in the best way possible. And as a fitness professional that's working with people over the age of 50, it's your job to do your due diligence and understand what they're facing, what's different about them, and the things that you need to focus on to help them maintain their healthy and, and active lifestyles. And balance is huge. Balance is something we're mm-hmm. working on in, in three different aspects of our program. Um, so I've got my whole program systemized. Even though everybody is personally, the, the actual exercises are personal exercises based off their ability, It's we cover five different factors for every single session that we do and we're working on everything Uh from dynamic movement activation and stretching we're working on vestibular reaction time coordination balance power speed we're working on strength we're working on uh, high intensity intervals so we're doing the things that this demographic has been shown to be the most effective to help them improve their activities of daily living and that that's why i took everything and put it in one and our program within an hour, hour and 15 minutes, we're covering every single one of those bases for every member that's training side by side. Now, you know, maybe Susie is sitting down and doing for her the most functional exercise she can do. And it might be a banded leg extension while Rick is next to her doing a split squat. And they may be the same age, but Susie had a knee replacement and we need to get those quads activating, make right. sure that she's got she's got some more stability before we put her into a split squat. And it's just understanding that you have to take that individual and build the program around them, but then cover as many bases to help them get a fully functional program. And man, it it has been amazing since we opened our doors, the amount of changes. We had a lady who came in, she had an enlarged heart valve and 
it was asymptomatic. We barely discussed it. She's like, no, I've had it for years. It hasn't bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a retired pharmacist. And I'm like, okay, let's get going. Well, you know, nothing we do is extreme. You know, that's just not right. how we do things. <laughs> we right, literally right. are trying to get people moving better and moving more. So she comes back. We've been training two days a week, about an hour at a time, using the same system. Like I said, going from stretching and, and activation to, you know, functional mobility to dynamic movement to strength to high intensity intervals. She comes in four months later. She said, I went back to my heart doctor today and my actual heart valve went back to normal size. And my wow. jaw just dropped to the floor. And I'm serious. <sighs> That's awesome. And, and it, it, it blew my mind. And two days a week, an hour at a time, and I'm not pushing you to the wall like everybody else is telling me I need to, and you're getting this level of change in your body? Wow. That was an eye-opening well, moment that, for me as a cool. fitness professional, as a human being, as a business owner. And, you know, I tell my coaches every day whenever we're getting ready to go in and do this, do our work, you know, this world is not going to be a better place if we don't make it. So we've got to get out here and push. We've got to figure out how to get this business going and to tell more people our story and continue to share these stories of change that are happening with what most people consider very minimal effort. Right. Well, Amy, I'm glad we are able to connect on the podcast and get, get the word out there a little bit. It's, it's amazing, Corey. And, and, you know, like I said, I was active duty military for 13 years and, you know, I, I left because I think God called me to what I'm doing. And, um, you know, it was the hardest decision. I was an E6, uh, you know, doing well. I just felt like there was something more that I should, I was supposed to be doing. And honestly, I went through a whole lot to get to where I'm at. And, you know, every day that moments like that happen, it, it, it just brings back to, this is where I've got to be. This is what I have to do. And, you know, to be able to show this demographic that's, you know, often thrown to the side and, you know, devalued in a lot of ways, they've given us everything we have. Like, that's the truth. They are the ones that paved the way for us to be where we're at. And if we don't pay attention to that, guess what? We're one day going to be in their shoes and we're going to be alone and by ourselves and not have the support and love and healthcare system and coaches like ourselves to pull them out of the holes they're in because nobody was going to do it for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jake, I want, I want to touch on something you said a few minutes ago about, you know, you're, you were comfortable and you know, you, you're in the military. Uh, also thank you for your service. Um, yes, but sir. You, you said you're comfortable and, but something was pulling at you to, um, start something new, start over, which, which keep in mind, people, you know, starting a, a gym is not like, it's, it's not easy and it is a risk. I've known plenty of personal trainers or people that, you know, wanted to start their own gyms and they bombed big time. Just yeah, so, so what, what was that? What was that like? What was that transition? Like, what were you thinking? What were you going through? So for me, Corey, I knew like there was always something in my heart. There was always something that even from a little child, I'm, I'm just a giver for first and foremost. I love to help people. Mm. If I see somebody that I think's in pain or, or struggling, I automatically just have a pool to want to help them, whether I know them or not. And that's not always a safe thing either. It can get me in trouble. Um, and <laughs> so, amen to that, you know, and doing it uh, in the military and helping a lot of people and, and seeing that uh, I just got to the point where I was trying to figure out why I still wasn't feeling personally, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. 
And so I just kept soul searching, kept soul searching and praying. And honestly, I went to church. It was in 2014 is when I made the final decision. Um, I'd been working, you know, multiple jobs. I started personal training. I, I didn't leave active duty till 2017. Just okay. to give you a little background. So, mm -hmm. but I was working two jobs from 2012 all the way until 2017. I, I was actually the personal training manager at a local gym um, while I was still on active duty. Wow. Um, so I was managing other trainers and, and just trying to figure this whole thing out. But I started working at this local gym and, and I was really at first, I just went there to say, okay, I enjoy this. This is something exercise has been a huge part of my life ever since I was a young child. It, it probably saved my life in multiple levels. And um, so I made that decision to say, all right, I'm going to go start and see what happens. I connected with so many godly people. That's one of the things like everybody that wanted to train with me just brought me closer to my faith for one. That's awesome. And it was insane. Like everything fell in place, you know? And so I'm just working and working and working. I was at 83 hours a week in 2014 when I had to make that decision. And I was working Saturday and Sunday every day. And like, I was like, God, I can't keep doing this, you know, and, and I have to figure this out. I have to figure this out. And I went to mass that day and basically the, the whole um, homily was based off of using your God given talents to make the most out of what you have on this earth, what time you have on this earth. And I, to Corey, I said, okay, on that day. And I, I just went after it and I put my head down to the grindstone. Um, I was already, I probably had three or four certifications already in fitness mm -hmm. and, you know, certifications are just a piece of paper. It, it's how much you want it and how much you want to connect with other people is that matters. Cause if you're not on the floor applying what you learn, it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't and, mean anything. It doesn't. If you don't apply this, you don't get the experience to see how it affects other human beings and make adaptations and changes. And everybody's different. Your certification is very general. So you've got to be able to go in and use that knowledge and apply it and explain it complicated things in easy ways so people can use them. And so and yeah. I just kept working I mean, we hard. Just had... That's awesome, man. I, that, that is such an encouragement for me. And, you know, it, it's funny. I just had a conversation with a young guy today on the phone who called me to um, ask about, you know, shadowing me for an internship. He's about to graduate college. I mean, he's curious about, you know, health coaching. Um, look me up. So, you, you know, we, I wanted to have a conversation with him. And, I, you know, you, you're so right. What you learn at school is you, you're... In in the real world, when you're working with real patient patients with real problems with curveballs, not not everything is going to be cookie cutter. Like you may learn at school, like it's not going to be that way in the real world. So you know, I I appreciated him calling me to want to shadow and and see what it's really like. But I also had to let him know, like, hey. You're going to be very confused after you fought, after you shadow me <laughs> because everything that you've learned, I'm probably not going to, you're not really going to see it because it's, I've been doing this for a long time. So a lot of the techniques that I use, you know, it's just, it's more subtle, you know, it's just, you're just not, it's just second nature now. So you're not going to see it, but it's, it's so important to, to get out there and just do and and see how it is in the, in the real world because that certification is just it's just a piece of paper it is it's just a piece of paper which 
you know, you, you worked hard and congratulations, you got it. Now it's time to, to really figure it out. Yeah. It's, it's your foot in the door. I've got a guy that's in college right now and you know, he's, he's some days he's struggling and, you know, and you're going to become a better, you know, health coach because you're working with him. The more you teach somebody else, the more that you coach somebody else, the better you get at your, your craft, the, the better you get at what you're doing. Absolutely. And I'm coaching my coaches on my system. I've already coached three different coaches um, on, on what we're doing. I plan to recreate this multiple times, maybe even franchise or license it in the long run. Um, it is all systemized. It's an actual, I have my own operations manual, all that aspect. But the, the thing is, is that they have to still have their own ownership. I don't tell them that they have to stay inside lines or anything else. I just say, all right, here's the guidelines. Here's what we do. Here's kind right. of your grab bag. Here's the things that you get to choose from. Now make it your own flavor. And I'm not going to micromanage you. And when you make mistakes, we'll discuss them. We'll see what happened. Can we change it? Can we improve it? You know, and, and I come from a place of love with everything I do. And, and that's a big part of why, you know, I even left the military and things like that is because it just wasn't, it really wasn't connecting with my own values. And, you know, I tell mm-hmm. all of my coaches this, I tell you to sit down and think about a person that you want to be friends with and write down what you think that person, you know, does and who they are and, and you know, what they stand for. And that becomes your values. Those are truly your values. That's the, the easiest way to find out what really matters to you. And it's what you look for in a friend or a spouse. And I think this day and age, we don't put enough time into that. And, you know, I was having a conversation with the, the coach today and I said, you know what I can tell about a man by his vehicle? And he knows me. So he's just sitting there looking around. He's like, man, I don't know. I was like, how he gets from point A to point B. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. It don't yeah. mean anything else. What I have is inside me. You can't see it. You can't see it in my bank account. You can't see what my front door looks like. You can't see anything else. I carry everything I need within me. And once you learn that in life, once you learn that peace of mind is the most valuable thing you will ever own, you're, you're good. Man. Game changer. It's a game changer. Yeah. That's, I mean, and that's, I had to start discovering who I was when I was 28. I just had my birthday on the 27th of April. I'm 36 now. And I just said, this is, I'm done. I need to take ownership. I need to find out what this is in my heart. Why have I always been this way? Why have I always been so driven? And I just started chasing it down. And that's really the truth. And, you know, I, I constantly learn. I think, you know, if, if people are looking to get advice or anything from this podcast, I think the first thing that you could do is start to listen to other people through books, through audiobooks, through podcasts, um, through webinars, whatever it is. You need to start to absorb knowledge and start to grow your own mental palate and start to see what it is that you need and, and what it is that you want out of life. And, don't just listen to the noise. Try to absorb what it is that you're looking for. And it's going to give you the recipe for your own success and the recipe for your own contentment and happiness. Yes, because the noise, what, the, to me, what, what, I, what I think of as noise is comfort. Comfort is the noise because we're, we're, we naturally want to do what's just comfortable. You know what I mean? And when you're 100%. trying to grow and when you want to improve, you're going to be a little uncomfortable depending on what it is. Like for, for me, I am, and I'm, 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 I'm right on with you. You know, self-improvement was, was something that I talked about. You know what I mean? Like, like, man, I want, yep. there are these, um, these, these books X, Y, Z that I would just love to read, 
you know, every, every, I would see memes on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and, you know, top 10 books to read for self-improvement or all your knowledge is in books. I'm like, and I, and I agreed, I, I believe it never followed through because man, I'm gonna have to carve out this much time out of my day. And I thought I was so busy. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. Oh, I'm too busy, you know? And then it, it gets to the point where you're like, you know what? Nothing is changing for me. So if, if I want to make a change, I have to make myself uncomfortable. You know, for, for me doing podcasts, I don't know about you. I hate hearing my voice. I ever, ever, I hate the sound of my voice, but I wanted to do a podcast. You know, like, I was like, this is something that I, I want to do. I feel like it's, it, I have a great, great reason have a great why for it it wasn't selfish it you know it was i had a great idea but i I, there's always a stick for like years man there's always ah, i just don't want to uh i don't have the right equipment or uh i don't want you it was always something there's always excuses if you're looking yeah always and i do i found them all i was great at finding them (laughs) you know so i ended up had i had to force myself to schedule my first podcast like I, i i couldn't back up I had to, I scheduled, I, I sent the email to everybody, you, a couple other people. I had no choice. If you respond, if you responded, it was on, I bought a mic. So I invested in it. So I had I had no, now I'm, I'm invested financially. I had to force myself to do these things. And now I'm so thankful that I did because yeah, I mean, now that's what it I'm, takes. I'm learning myself. You can't climb the mountain sitting on your couch. Just not going to happen. No. And you know the it's podcast. Not gonna happen. Yeah, you're going to learn a ton from the people that you speak to. Uh, I think that's an amazing way to learn. Just by doing this podcast, you're going to get more connections. You're going to learn different ways to think and different ways to look at the world. No matter what we're facing or what we're going through, there's always somebody out there that's willing to at least talk about their own experience with it, and hopefully, in a way that helps you to see things different, or a way to help you absorb it different. And I think knowledge, you know, obviously it's cliche, but knowledge, it truly is power when it's applied consistently for yourself, you know, and action matters, right? So like I do themes of the year and and 2018, it was, you know, action was my my theme. And then um, 2020 was purposeful action. And then this year I made more focused action. Um, So it, it just kind of, builds and compounds and, and directs you to where you want to go. And, and the journey is really where it's at. And that's where all the little nuggets are. And, you know, too many people just stare at the finish line. You're not going to be able to finish the race if mm-hmm. you stare at the finish line. You have to take the steps to get to it. And Absol- it, Absolutely. And it's hard when you first look at it because you start to look at the people that are successful and you start to see all the different people that have been there before you and you start to compare yourself and you start to say, well, I don't have this, I don't have that. But as soon as you start to build that momentum, as soon as you start to dig into what it is that you're really kind of connected with in that, that want, that why, that drive, then it starts to pull you forward, pull you forward. And you're going to pass time either way. Why not pass the time doing something that's compounding in a positive manner? Right. The same thing, the same way I tell my patients, you know, we're not going to focus on the scale because we put the systems in place. The weight is going to fall off. It's the same thing with, you know, something you enjoy doing or you want to do. You put in the work 
and the success is going to happen. Like you're going to find the success somehow, something, whatever you, however you measure your success, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's going to happen. You just got to put in the work. Well, learning, I mean, is success to me. I mean, even if Absolutely. you go in after it, like I will never regret starting my gym, no matter what ends up happening and fighting for this and continue to like hit, hitting COVID-19 and having to, to, you know, dig deeper and dig deeper. Like we've had to, we were right at break even. We were open a year and two months, a year and three months, right when this happened. And we were right at break even point. And you know what? It happens. It's life. Everybody's dealing with it. I didn't go sit and and get all upset. And, you know, I definitely was concerned. I definitely had to put some energy into it and figure out where I was at. I was lost for about a day. And that was a very uh, uncommon feeling for me to not know what to do. I had a lot of plans. Um, I just recently got engaged, but I had planned to get engaged in the Philippines because that's where my fiance grew up. But we had to cancel that trip. So, you know, I had all this stuff that got stopped. Um, because of it, but you know what, after about a day and a half of trying to absorb what was happening, what was going on, I, I kind of looked at the positives. I mean, it's an opportunity for us as a world to come together and fight something. It's an opportunity for us to look at other people who are struggling and say, you know what, maybe I have some stuff that this person might need. Can I help them to get better and improve it? It's an opportunity for all of us to look a little bit deeper into our, I even said it on LinkedIn today, look into our human relationships. Are we giving those people that we supposedly value enough of our own energy and time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, hey, you know, Jake, you know, it's about it's around that time where I asked the guest to give the people listening a, a goal to take away, take away from this. Um, and you, know, you, you dropped a lot of jewels already. There's a lot of jewels in this. So I really appreciate that. But what's what's one thing? What's one goal for that person listening to take away and to apply to their life? You know, I think it's just as simple as just do your best every day, whatever that is that day. And, and don't compare it to anybody else. Don't try to meet a certain, you know, level of anything. Just do your best that day. And that, you know, Tuesday may be better than Wednesday. And some days you might go backwards. Some days you might go forward. But like, again, I said a second ago, time is going to pass either way. You might as well use that time to build a life that you're proud of and excited to wake up to every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jake, thank you so much, man. Where can, where can the people find you at online? Yeah, so um, my I have Facebook at uh, Jake Tryon Fitness Professional, and then I'm on LinkedIn. Our business uh, we have um, Tri Fitness Gym, so it's all one word: T R I Fitness Gym. Also, TriFitnessGym.com, um, and you can find me on LinkedIn at Jake Tryon, J A K E T R I O N E, and. Yeah, we're just, awesome. yeah, you can check well, out hey, the Mindset thank Muscle you for Manual. Being, well, sorry, go ahead. No, you can check out the uh, Mindset Muscle Manual. Um, it's at uh, www.tryfitnessgym.com slash MX3. Um, I've got a couple of different things. I also have an RX3 that's uh, kind of a recharge, refocus, reflect process um, that I, I really think is a good one to try to do at least once a week or once a month to give yourself a, a at least a, a review of what you've done and what you haven't done and um, how to improve on some of your focuses. But yeah, I mean, I, I think just, you know, I, I want to encourage everybody to just Try to come from a place of love and try to build things up instead of break them down. Um, if you're going to break break something down, try to break down barriers between human connection. 
you know, we all need a little bit more love and a little bit more support. Um, and it's up to you to start, you know, plant that seed for yourself and for those around you. I'm with it. Jake, thank you so much for your time. And everybody, thank you for listening to the Smart Talk podcast. See you next time.